0: Thank you for listening to a Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you like to give online, please visit us at praisechapelkingman.com. Praise God! Aren't aren't you glad to be free? I I feel the freedom of God in this place tonight. Free, say I'm free. I'm free. Indeed. Indeed. There you go. Praise God. One, one more announcement. Uh, Operation Christmas Child Dinner is going to be September the 21st at 6 p.m. If you don't know what that is, it's uh, uh, a dinner that costs $10 per ticket in the multipurpose room. $9 of that goes to pay for the uh, Christmas Child box postage, and a dollar buys your dinner. So you're donating $9 to, uh, and that doesn't mean that the the dinner is like a a little you know and that's it it's full full fledged dinner you know it's not this dinner you don't you're getting more than you pay for is what i'm saying you get it just say i got it thank you you know before i preach i really do want to pray because uh i i do feel the freedom of god the liberty of god in this place and uh, if there's anybody here that, uh, let's just bow our head and close our eyes. And I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I'm going to pray over you. And uh, you, if you came tonight and you have been feeling burdened or fearful or questioning about what's going on in your life or what's going to happen in the future uh, and at dis-ease, an- anxious, anxious, um, uh, Cautious. I want to encourage you tonight that the freedom of God is here for you, and that's what this whole worship service was was uh, leading us into was uh, to freedom and liberty. Thank God for that. And so, before we get into preaching, I just want to pray over you because if you have been feeling that maybe you, maybe you've been dealing with a health issue tonight, no sense in that going on. We're gonna. Uh, 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 claim freedom and liberty it was paid for two thousand years ago, and tonight we 're going to claim it in this place for you maybe it's long-term uh, it 's a long term thing it doesn 't matter as far as god 's concerned, how long it 's been uh, his love, his care, the blood of Jesus, the stripes that he paid for two thousand years paid for it and tonight we 're going to receive it the the evidence of it and so uh, if you have been wrestling struggling. I just want to encourage you tonight. I, I uh, Do not surrender. Do not surrender to the lies of the enemy. Do not surrender to fear. Do not surrender to anxiety. Do not surrender to uh, a sickness or a health issue. And, and I know that there are there are those that have been dealing with long-term things, and I just want to encourage you uh, tonight. Don't surrender to it. And what I mean by that is, is that don't just say, well, it is what it is. It, 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 tonight, there's freedom by the stripes of Jesus, and I want to encourage you to believe for that tonight, right now, and just claim it. And let's believe God with you. Don't don't be fear, Don't let the devil uh, uh, try to make you fearful about receiving uh, from God tonight. Don't surrender. Liz, we're not going to surrender to him. We're going to receive the freedom. That is ours that was bought and paid for 2,000 years ago. Can somebody shout amen? amen? I want to just pray for that right now. Lord, we do thank you and claim it, Lord. We're not asking you for it because it's already been given. We are receiving tonight. And we receive freedom from fear and anxiety and worry and care. We do not surrender to the enemy and to to fearfulness and anxiousness. And and even though times uh, feel threatening in our life, the world uh, uh, around us, Lord, sometimes feels threatening, you are our security, you are our strong tower, and your name is a strong tower. We rush into it, and we are safe tonight. We are saved tonight by the stripes of Jesus. Healing is flowing, and we Thank you, Lord, for that freedom. Thank you that we do not have to be afraid. Thank you that we do not have to continue to bear that infirmity and sickness. We proclaim our liberty and we receive freedom freedom tonight uh, by the name and through the stripes of Jesus thank you Jesus your name is a strong tower Jesus your name is healer Jesus your name is savior and forgiver Jesus your name is deliver from care and anxiety and we speak your name out speak his name out tonight Jesus and just say thank you Jesus amen thank you lord <clears throat> That was all just free. That didn't. That there's nothing. No charge for that tonight at all. <laughs> Praise God. There is liberty, man. I tell you, just liberty. Liberty. Somebody say liberty. liberty. I'm stalling for time because I'm getting my uh, thing up here. Say it again, liberty. liberty. <clears throat> Stupid app. It things keep popping up on me here. Stop it. Don't need that podcast right now. Later. Liberty. Okay. We're gonna make it. That's what I'm talking about tonight. We're gonna make it. When I and I and I use that sermon title tonight, you know, it can come off as like uh, we're going to make it by the skin of our teeth, and that's not, <laughs> that's not at all what we're talking about tonight. <clears throat> we, we have an assurance in Christ. We have a, a security in Him that we're going to make it. Amen. Sometimes this Christian life, we, we run into things that are hardships, and I have a single purpose in preaching this message tonight, and it's to encourage all of us we're going to make it, not by the skin of our teeth, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. There was a little boy who was playing football one time, and, and he had uh, gotten all his gear out. They was on a team, and they were they were playing on a Saturday morning. He he had that big old helmet on that little bitty head. It looked like a bobblehead, you know, and the pads that made him look, I mean, he, he looked uh, misshapen because of all the gear he had on. But he goes out and the ball snapped and the guy uh, uh, that was uh, uh, blocking comes in and smashes him down on the ground and he gets down and gets cleated and, uh, man, just gets all messed up. And so the little boy goes hobbling off to the sideline to where his dad is. and He says, Dad, I didn't know, I didn't know it was going to be this way. He says, I, I don't think I can do this. I, I think I'm going to have to quit. And his dad looks condescendingly at him and says, No boy of mine's gonna quit. You get in there and play until you pass out. (laughs) And so he puts his helmet back on, snaps it, runs out there again. Ball snapped, gets trounced again, knocked down, cleated. Helmet gets turned over sideways and unbuckled. He's kind of on the side of his head and he he goes hobbling back to his dad again. He says, Dad, how do you pass out? And I want to tell you something tonight about God. He isn't a dad like that. He is not unsympathetic to what we're going through. Hold that thought. Liberty. Somebody say liberty. Just keep keep it going for a minute there. <laughs> Auto lock. Never. Okay. Man, it's technology, modern technology. Sometimes it's wonderful, and sometimes it's put it away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I need it. So anyway, Galatians six verse nine says. Let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Now, I want you to say this with me tonight. We're going to make it. We're going to make it because tonight God has a plan for our lives. Now, another word for that is destiny. Destiny is defined as a preordained future. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 says, God is speaking to Jeremiah, but it carries over into us. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now that is an amazing statement right there. God says, before I even formed you in the womb. People are talking about uh, uh, when life begins. And most of us believe and have believed that life is the moment begins the moment of conception and i think that's that's positive i th- i think that's a good belief but there are others who say well it's after birth and all of that and that's where all that controversy comes in the reality is our lives began even before that it began in the mind of god because God speaks to Jeremiah says, Before I even formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew us before we were ever even conceived. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So God talks to him about his purpose and the plan that he had for Jeremiah's life even before he was conceived. And I tell you tonight, God has a plan for our lives. This is the thing that changed me after I gave my life to Christ. Before I got saved, I uh, felt like I was just some kind of cosmic accident. I did. Almost destroyed myself because of it. I, I lived like I was a cosmic accident, and some of you did too. But then after I got saved, I began to hear that God had a plan for my life, and it it rang true. I began to believe that I wasn't some kind of mistake or accident or any of that, but that God had a plan for my life, that he had a a purpose for me, and I began to receive that and believe that, uh, and tonight, our lives have meaning. Now, I want you to tell somebody, God has a plan for your life. Now, this following verse, it may be one of the most important relating to God's purposes for us. It is so important. You ought to write it down. This is one of those verses. If you're committing verses to memory, you ought to commit this to memory because it is so important about God and his thoughts and purposes and plans for us. Jeremiah 29 11, he says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. That one verse tonight was worth the price of admission. I mean, God says, I have thoughts, I'm thinking thoughts about you, and some people, when they think of God thinking about him, it's like, oh man, what's he thinking? He's thinking good thoughts, thoughts of peace and not of evil. God's not looking to throw a whammy on you. He's looking to give us a future and hope. These are thoughts that he has with a design of peace, not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. This will change the way we live our lives if we believe this. Our lives aren't just meant to be lived. Just, they're not just random things that we're living When we know that God has a purpose for us, He has a future for us, our future has hope, a confident expectation of good from God. When we have that and carry that in our lives, uh, then we can live our lives with freedom and liberty and even see some of the most mundane things that we do in our lives have purpose and meaning. Washing the dishes. I don't like washing dishes. I know some of you think, well, that's what you got Cindy for, but I know, I I didn't say that, you did. (laughs) She'll tell you, I I do wash some dishes. I do? That's what she asked you for. That's right. See there? But there's, you know, you look at dishes and say, I hate washing dishes. They just get dirty again. Well, you can let them pile up or you can wash them. And and, and the most mundane, taking the garbage out. I don't mind that so much because they got wheels on them nowadays. Remember the old days where you... <laughs> uh, it's, but the most simple mundane things in life, you know, our lives, everything about our lives, God's involved in it. If we know... That he has thoughts about us, you know, we can wash those dishes and still, you know, since you know, God's here while I'm washing these dishes with joy. Joy? Is that a soap? Dish soap? Joy? Don? Don. Whatever. Whatever you use. God's here. You get what I mean? I mean, our lives have purpose and meaning. Everything in our life has meaning with God. Colossians uh, 3 in verse 23 and 24 says, Whatever you do, work it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. You get that? Everything that we do in our lives, whatever we do, Do it as unto the Lord. Wash those dishes as unto the Lord. Take that garbage out as unto the Lord. Go to that job and work that job, not as for that boss and for that whatever he's paying you, but as to the Lord. And and then you know what happens? Because God says, I'll reward you. There are bosses that may say, you'll never get a raise here. God can trump that boss. I'm telling and and I probably (laughs) a wrong use word there. But God can. God can supersede that boss and cause him to bless you even when he didn't think he was going to. If we do it unto the Lord, God or God can cause that reward to come another way or something. God will get, if we serve him in our minds, our hearts, whatever we do, do it with a good attitude. Because we're doing this unto the Lord and not just unto men, right? In Psalm 40, in verse 5, he says, Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. God's thoughts about us, his mind is going continually about us. It's incredible. He's thinking about us a lot. Tell somebody, a lot. And they are good thoughts. Thoughts for a hope and a future, good plans. God has a plan for our lives. Now, I want you to, to say this with me. God has, God has a plan for my life. And he does. And I know what some of you think, of. you're thinking, yeah, I know. I just wish he'd let me in on it. Whatever that <laughs> plan, I, you know, I got a plan. I, let me know what it is. Can I tell you something about that? Our lives with right where you are, sitting in that chair where you are. You're living out the plan of God. That's right. It is the the will of God, the plan of God isn't somewhere out there. It's right where you're sitting right now. God in you, right where you are, you're living out that plan of God. And anything that happens from this point on is God just working in you. Uh, uh bringing that plan to pass. And so you just continue on with him recognizing my life with God is a life where he's giving me direction, plan. It's, it is a plan that God has purposed for us, and he's going to see it come to pass. Amen. It is, and, and it's different for all. Uh, God's purpose, we're all different, aren't we? Yeah. Now don't tell look at somebody and say, you're different. Don't do that. But we're all different, and God's plan for our lives, uh, it embraces who we are, and it uniquely suited to each of us. Somebody said these words, you are a beautiful, unique, little snowflake, just like everybody else. But in all seriousness, God's plan and purpose is uniquely suited to each of us. There is one similarity in God's plan for all of us that we share in, as believers, and that's in Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. It says, for those who God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son. I'm going to come back to this verse at the, or the, and, and the one before it at the end of the message tonight. But God's plan for our lives uh, is to cause us to become more like Jesus. He's working in us. I'm, I'm glad for that. It encourages me that God is committed uh, to uh, cause me to, to, uh, to, to help me to become a better me. I don't want to be the same old me next year. I, I'm not what I used to be, but I'm not who, what I'm going to be next uh, week or month or whatever. I I want to grow, don't you? I want to go on and, and increase in the knowledge and understanding of God and, and what He has for me in my life and what He has for our lives. That's God's plan is to work Christ in us more and more to where he's already there, but we just need to understand uh, who we're meant to be like and live it out. God's plan is to make us more like Jesus. Amen. Love like he loves, think like he thinks, live like he lived, and listen, do what he did. That's why we can pray for the sick and see him recovered because he said we could. If we just believe, they, they, those that believe, They'll lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. We're going we're gonna to do, and he said, greater works than you do. I don't know, if, and people have debated about that. Is that greater in number, greater in, in quality? Uh, it's greater whatever, because he's gone to be with the Father. He's left his body, who is us, here to do his work, to do what he did. And so we bring liberty to people, aren't we? And we're going to make it. I said, we're going to make it. Tell somebody, you're going to make it. Now, I'm not saying that we can't make a mess out of our lives if we want to. And tonight, we can walk away from God, and we can go to hell if we want to. But I don't think anybody here wants to. And that's not the plan of God for our lives. His plan is to cause us to live with freedom, with liberty, to make impact in our lives, and to live a fulfilled life. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12 and 13 says, "'Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure.'" Now, as he says, work out your he doesn't say work for your own salvation. We can't get saved by our own works, right? Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9, we're saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We're saved because of the blood of Jesus. We receive Him. He's not saying work for salvation. He says work out. Uh, Live that life out, your life from salvation, with a sense of seriousness. Uh, It's not saying uh, just... Fearfulness in the sense of dread, but a sense of seriousness about life. You know, there's so many people, and sometimes I've done this just live flippantly. It's like we just oh, it just doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. It matters. It matters. Our lives matter. The plan of God being worked out in our lives matter. What we do for God, it matters, it matters in our life, it matters for other people. We got a world to reach. We got a city to reach. We got a nation. God help our nation. I mean, my gosh, people are, are divided, and Jesus came to get people saved. Now, I don't know that, that, I don't believe that the answer's uh, in politics. I believe the answer's in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we, we have a life with God where we're meant to share that with other people. And get them saved and redeemed. So we live with a sense of seriousness about the life God's called us to. And, but then he follows it up in verse 13, so and this is encouraging, because he says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. God has a plan tonight. He's working in us to fulfill and bring us into that plan. Now, this is going to be a great verse here. I'm going to explain it to you tonight. God sees the end from the beginning, and He is constantly at work in us to see it come to pass. Look at Isaiah 46, verse 9 and 10. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God. Aren't you glad for that? There's no other. I am God, God says again. (laughs) He just wants us to know, right? He's repeating Himself because sometimes we think, well, uh," you know. I'm God. God says, I'm God. I'm God. There's none like me. Look at verse 10. I make known the end from the beginning from ancient times. uh, What is still to come, I say, I say, God says, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. This is wild. God says he is declaring the end uh, from the beginning. Now, that sounds sounds kind of backward or out of sequence, uh, declaring the end uh, from the beginning. Uh, You know, we don't get a hold of a book usually, and as soon as we get that book, go to the last page or the last chapter and read through it. I mean, I don't. Some of you might. Weird. But, I. you know, I... Well, that might have been offensive. I'm sorry. So, just... (laughs) strike that one out of the thing but we don't we don't usually that's not usually the the way that somebody would read a book go to the end and and read the end and go back to it because it you know we don't tell a joke you don't tell a joke by giving the punchline first like this you know to get to the other side (laughs) and then you say that's why the chicken crossed the road. Oh, isn't that hilarious? That's not hilarious. You you told the punchline before you even gave reference to what it was about. People just think you're weird. There I go again. You want to tell a, a good joke, You you got to Lead into it. Work into it. Yeah, lead it up. It's like those two cannibals eating a clown, and one looks at the other one and goes, this tastes funny to you? That's, that's the way you tell a joke right there. You start at the beginning and then give, deliver the punchline. But listen, listen to this because it's important. God says, I'll, i reverse the order. God says, I start with the punchline. I start with the end of it. Then I go back and start working uh, from the beginning and make that beginning work into the end. What I'm saying is tonight, we're going to make it. Amen. This is a, such an important uh, portion of scripture this is a scripture verse 24 when God called me in the ministry he used this verse verse 24 but verse 23 first Thessalonians 5 says now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely may your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ he who calls you is faithful who also will do it that gives us a picture of the end, our end. It says, uh, there we are, blameless. Ha, ah, thank you, Jesus. Blameless at His coming, not worried, man, I hope He doesn't come today, not worried about His coming, but being uh, uh, encouraged uh, because He's coming and we're blameless at His coming. Why? Because he's faithful who's called us. He's going to preserve our spirit, soul, and body blameless until his coming. He who calls us is faithful who also will do it. He's given us a picture of the end. That end end game for us is we're blameless when he comes. We're blameless because he shed his blood. We're blameless because we received him into our lives. He washed us clean, and God declares the end, and now in our lives. He's working through our lives, bringing that to pass. Isn't that good? He gave us the punchline. The punchline is we made it. That's the punchline. If we're going to be strong and patient, we need to be able to see as God sees, the end game. When the Bible talks about Jesus coming, the end, the end game, it's often with the idea of the strength it brings. James 5 verse 7 says, Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. The word patient that's used here means enduring. You know people just give up on God too easily, don't they? We endure, and we endure that ability to endure comes through an understanding is that even though we face hardship and heartache, it's not always going to be this way. Jesus is coming, and the end game is uh, we are going to be with him, uh, and he's going to receive us to himself, and therefore we can be uh, patient or enduring. We can have endurance uh, because we know what's coming. Jesus is coming. That's our end game. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout of the voice of an archangel with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. <clears throat> then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Listen. And thus shall we always be with the Lord, the end game. Thus shall we always be with the Lord. (laughs) Therefore, comfort one another with these words. When he says comfort one another, it's it's with the idea that Jesus is going to come back. We're going to be caught up together to meet him and always be with him. That's our end game, and that's to bring comfort. Now, the word comfort here that's used there is not just a little pat on the back saying, oh, I know, poor baby, you know, comfort, that kind of thing. It means strength. Strengthen each other with these words because Jesus is coming, and it's not always going to be this way. There isn't anything more strengthening than knowing that this life is just a vapor. It's just a puff of smoke that's here today, gone tomorrow, and we're going to have eternity with Him forever. And we need to be able to see, as God sees, the end game. Somebody say end end game. That's what it's talking about in Revelation 21, verse 2 through 6. Then I, John, saw the holy city in New Jerusalem coming out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband... And I heard a loud voice from heaven. See, God, God gets loud, doesn't he? He's coming back with a shout. <clears throat> now his loud voice <clears throat> saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them. They shall be his people. and God himself will be with them and be their God. <laughs> God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. No more death. No more sorrow. No crying. <clears throat> There shall be no more pain. No more pain. Say, no more pain. pain. For the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. (laughs) All right, Jesus. And he said to me, right, for these words are true and faithful. They're not a fable. They're faithful. They're true. It's going to happen. Say, it's going to happen. Say, it's my, it's my end game. And he said to me, it is done. It's done. I'm looking forward to him saying, done. <laughs> Stick a fork in it. It's done. <laughs> I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. You know, it's been said before, but it bears repeating tonight. I read the end of the book and we win <clears throat> because we're going to make it not by the skin of our teeth, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, we all experience difficulty. We all experience pain and heartache at times in this life. Uh, But you know what? We can endure. We can be strengthened because it's not going to always be this way. Jesus is coming. That's that's our our end game is to be with him forever. Colossians, Chapter 3, verse 2 through 4 says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, because it'll be discouraging. That's footnote. <clears throat> for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I like that, don't you? Our life, God hides our life with Christ in God. Enemies out looking to, for, to devour somebody, we're We're hidden. Christ and God. (laughs) Ah, That's good. Thank you, Jesus. Enemy. Roaring lion. He's around, but we're hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, listen to this, end game, then you, say me, you also will appear with him in glory. All right. Somebody say all right. I'm going to make it. Say, I'm going to make it. I'm I'm there. He sees me. He's already there. I'm going to appear with him in glory. Think about, you know, the the older I get, and I'm still in my prime, but the older I get, I do think about heaven more. I I think about, I think about weird things. I think about seeing the seraphim, those six winged uh, angels with Two, they're flying. Two, they cover their face. Two, they cover their feet. I, I'm looking forward to seeing those guys. I want to see the 4 and 20 elders Fall down before the throne of god i i 'm looking forward to meeting Paul and talking to him uh, and saying, How was that when they stoned you with rocks and left you for dead, and then you rose up and walked back in and kept on preaching you just kept you go paul you 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 went, you finished your work, and here we are. I made it too man let 's Spend a couple of thousand years fellowship, and I'm looking forward to seeing people. But I tell you what, I really am looking forward to. I'm looking forward to to being there with Jesus. I didn't didn't give you that other verse. Yeah, there, there you go. Just so you know, I was telling the truth. I'm looking forward to being there. I'm looking forward to the end game, aren't you? I'm looking forward to ultimate victory. Speaking of which, I'm going to show you a clip from one of my all-time favorite movies. Some of us have felt like that before. Right? for my kid being born. <laughs> it's the greatest night in the history of my life. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! See, that's like we feel sometimes, isn't it, in life? We feel like we've gotten beat up. We feel like we've gotten knocked down, but God helps us get back up again, doesn't he? And you know, the difference is, is that we're not going to be, I like, you know, at the end, I think we're going to be shouting some like him, but I don't think we're going to say, you know what? I did it. I did it. We didn't do it. He did it. He did it. Revelation 4, 10 and 11 says, the four and 20 elders fall down before him, and sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you're worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. In Revelation 5, 9 through 10 and then verse 13 it says, and they sang they sang a new song. You're worthy to take the scroll, open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to our God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue uh, and people and nation you have made us he's made us kings and priests to God and uh, we shall reign on the earth and every creature which is in heaven and earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them I heard saying blessing and honor and glory and power to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever you see when we get there, the end game. We're not going to shout, I did it, I did it. We're going to be casting our crowns at his feet uh, and we're going to say, You know what, Jesus, you did it. And because you did it, I made it. Amen. I want to just close with a brief thought, and that is this and, and encourage us tonight. After we give our lives to Christ, Nothing that happens in our lives is pointless. Sometimes we feel like stuff going on just is just no point. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We need to know this tonight. This doesn't mean that everything that happens in our life is from God. There's a lot that happens in our life that is not from God. It can be from the hands of other people hurting us and their own brokenness. Hurt people hurt people, right? It can be because there is a devil who uh, 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 tempts and wants to attack and to tear down. There's a lot of things that happen, tragedy and pain and sickness and heartache and things that happen that aren't from God, but in the midst of our lives, in the midst of all the difficulty and the stuff that happens, uh, everything that happens in our life, God can turn it around for good, and it's no mistake that uh, verse 29 follows verse 28. All things work together for the good of those who love Him, been called according to His purpose. Again, verse 29, coming back to it. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. The end game is that we're with him. The end game is that we made it. The end game is that we live and rule and reign forever with Jesus Christ. The end game. But until then, there's stuff that happens. There are things that happen. There can be pain and heartache and hardship. But even in the midst of all that, perspective is what we need. God can flip around those things in our life that are painful, that the devil means for bad. That People may mean for bad, but that hurt us that knock us down and God can take those things turn them around and cause them to work together for good there have been things in my life that I thought I don't know God I don't know I don't see any point in this I don't see how this is gonna work together for my good but I've lived through a couple of those things that had at the time knocked the breath spiritual breath out of me or soulish breath or whatever it was and, and had me down and had me questioning and wondering and hurting. And yet now, I've seen how God has taken those things and worked them together for good. You know what? And you know what the, the best thing and the, and the testimony I can bring tonight? God's faithful. Amen. He didn't, God's faithful. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't lead me in despair. He doesn't leave us in despair. Hope in God tonight. Hope in God. Hope in God. Hope in God. In the land of the living now, we're going to see the goodness of God now in the land of the living. Uh, we will, will despair unless we believe. We hope in God to see the goodness of God in the land of the living now, in, the, in our now. Days coming when all this is gonna be over. Aren't you looking I'm looking forward to that, aren't you? So glad. Looking forward to hanging out. I am. All you folk. We're all gonna be perfected. Aren't aren't you looking forward to that? See, you won't I, I probably will never call you weird there. You know why? Because you won't be. You won't be. We won't be weird anymore. <laughs> we'll be whole, completely. I mean, we're, we're anyway. End game, it's coming. It's coming, sure thing. God, God, it's a sure thing. It's on the other, on the other end. But until then, we need to endure. We need to be hopeful, and we need to know and carry with us a sense of assurance. <clears throat> we made it <clears throat> because He did it. We made it. I want you to say, because you did it, <clears throat> I, made it. I made it. Praise God. Let's stand to our feet tonight. <clears throat> Real quickly, just if everyone would bow your head and close your eyes. I don't want to uh, uh, have us leave tonight without giving out. I don't know everybody that's here, <clears throat> and I don't know uh, uh, everybody's condition with god if you've never asked jesus to come into your life you've never asked him to be your personal lord and savior before we leave tonight you can do that and have assurance that you're ready nobody looking around if you've never asked christ to come into your life and you'd like to tonight you just slip your hand up where, where i could see it and know to pray with you anyone quickly across this building praise god God bless you. Praise God. We all made it. Can you say thank you, Jesus? (laughs) I want to just pray over you. Lord, seal your word in our heart tonight. Uh, The stuff where I got silly or whatever, if it offended anybody, God, just have them forgive me. But the, the word, your word, let it be sealed in everyone's heart tonight. Let us walk out of this place full of assurance and confidence and hope. Lord, thank you that you did it. Thank you for accomplishing our salvation for us when you died for us. Thank you that we can look forward to that day appearing before you blameless because of your blood. We thank you. We praise you. We go encouraged in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Our prayer team will be up here at the front if you would like to uh, receive prayer. Thank you for listening to the Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.